this body vanishes, we have a potential messiah. You will track down the corpse of Yeshua. What happened to the Nazarene? He's right here. Open your heart and see. I don't know what to believe anymore. Welcome to the NTZ of Film, a podcast about films with a New Zealand connection. I'm your co-host, Andy. And I'm your other co-host, Rajiv. This is Season 3, Cliff Notes. This is the N to Z of film. With Andy and Rajiv. And we're back. Uh, welcome back to the fifth episode of the N to Z of film. Uh, today we have a very special guest with us. Uh, comedian and uh, political commentator extraordinaire, James Nukise. Welcome, James. Uh, nice to be here. A political commentator seems very strange to have as a title for uh, the Jesus film. The Jesus film. <laughs> it's like it's true, uh, and that leads us into the synopsis, which I'm going to go into. In 36, no, sorry, <clears throat> in 33 AD, a Roman tribune in Judea is tasked with finding the missing body of an executed executed Jew rumored to have risen from the dead. Jesus. It's Jesus. Jesus. It's totally Jesus. It's Jesus. Jesus. It's Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. 100% it's, Jesus. It's, they, the, the synopsis says an executed Jew. It could be anyone. Jesus was a Jew. But yeah. so, were, so were a few of the other guys who <laughs> executed at the time as well. Like, there was quite, quite a, a few Jews yeah. executed by the Romans back then. As in the film. <laughs> um, I mean, wouldn't it be great if it was like... Some other wasn't guy. Jesus. It was Brian. Yeah, it was Brian. Brian. It was Brian. <laughs> All right, Andrew. So, what's the cliff roll, Andrew? What's the cliff roll? It's Jesus, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. It's Jesus. Well, his as, ethnicity as, plays a big part in this film. As, as they call him, Yeshua. 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 Yes, you are, uh, Jesus. <laughs> yes, you are. Uh, and his we laugh, ethnic- but it's probably it's probably a, a, a Sunday school game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, you his are. ethnicity is. Is, oh, well, it wouldn't be Israeli because there's oh man my history well, Israel Israel's a country now Israel's oh, well, a country now but back in the day it's Middle probably Eastern, Palestinian Middle Eastern Jewish person yeah sure yeah, yeah. he um, and for the first time in any movie I've ever seen not that I've seen that many Jesus films mm. uh, he's a brown dude which uh, doesn't happen that often I was thinking that and it, I thought it would be an interesting thing to track down but also would probably take way too long to go through all the cinematic Jesuses and actually pass out which ones are brown and which ones are just white English dudes. Uh, I don't think there are any. I mean, wh- I think <laughs> there'd be a the f- lot of white dudes. I mean, Willem Dafoe is pretty white. Wasn't Richard <laughs> Harris Jesus? I think so. What? Richard Harris played Jesus. Yes, no, it was, it was quite a famous um, uh, Jesus film. There that, was, and Richard Richard Harris was Jesus, and I always thought that was that was amazing. There's there's one Jesus. The other JC, there's one, there's one Jesus that I remember. Yeah, Jim Caviezel. He's he's like, um, he's Italian, right? So or something. So back in the day, he would have been considered ethnic, but not anymore. He's just well, a Med- Mediterranean's a lot closer than Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> They're the whitest. My my white. favorite one is that guy. Was it Brian Powell? Something Powell and. Um, he played Jesus in quite a famous British BBC miniseries. Oh yeah! But um, the thing about him is, I never knew that Eric Powell. I never knew that he was Jesus. Uh, um, he used to be. There was a there was a comedian called Jasper Carrot. Do you remember Jasper yeah, Carrot? Yeah, he used Jasper. to have a, a comedic cop show, yeah. in which him and another guy were like British cops. It was a funny cop show. That's his right. partner 
was this famous actor who played Jesus. Oh, he was too. In fact, he didn't do much else except for that Jesus role yeah. in this Jasper Carrot TV show. Which I thought was great. It was a really great miniseries. It was. Uh, my my auntie had the um, the the book with of of the miniseries with all the photos in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is good because you are James is now bringing into the conversation the fact that he is a film scholar of Jesus. Oh, well, I, <laughs> we all went to film school together, me, Andy, and James. Yeah, and I've I've grown up in the Samoan Church, uh, which is very Christian. Um, but we also like our AV, so <laughs> I've seen quite a few over the years. Uh, my favorite, I think, my favorite film, Jesus, uh, is still uh, Willem Dafoe, Willem Dafoe Last yeah. Temptation. That's a fantastic film. Actually, yeah, now that it's I, great. Now that I remember it, yeah, every Sunday when I was living in the Cook Islands, Cook Islands TV would play, mm-hmm. play. some sort of biblical epic movie on a oh. Sunday afternoon. Would they play the Willem Dafoe, Martin Scorsese film? Because oh, that's, oh, that's considered quite heretic. Uh, quite a... God, no. They were like... <laughs> they were like... They were the films that reused the sets from the actual biblical yes. epics, basically. <laughs> These great. were the B-grade epics. B-grade Jesus. Like the, yeah. like the spaghetti western epics. Like Pretty much. Like, it was a straight-up white guy, blonde-haired Jesus. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing about the cooks, my friend, is that uh, Jesus uh, forgave and loved the tax collectors. Uh, And so for a tax haven, it was very comforting, I think, every Sunday to know that they were blessed. (laughs) This is this is just generally how Pacific Islanders approach the Bible. Okay, so there are many, many, many questions I have to ask James because he's my my new resident Jesus guy. Um, um, Do you want me to answer in my voice or the voice of Morgan Freeman? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Rajiv. (laughs) Ask your questions. Um, Okay, so uh, just just before we continue on, I'm going to get into box office. So this is a film made by um, Affirm Films, a, um, a faith arm of Sony Films. I was um, wondering if it was Columbia. one of those. Oh, it um, sure is. I watched the yeah. making of documentaries. This is this is a faith film, mm-hmm. beginning to end. They go. <laughs> um, uh, is but it really? He, here's, he, somewhat. Um, here is the thing. So this had a budget of twenty million. Um, shot in um, uh, Malta and uh, Elmer, 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 Spain. I should know how to pronounce that. Um, it's the place where they filmed all the spaghetti westerns. Oh, cool. Elmeria, sorry. Uh, so that's cool. So it's obviously big location shoots. No, no, well, there's a little bit of green screen at the end there with some special effects. We'll get into that. Um, <laughs> a, a US domestic of 37 million and a worldwide oh. total of 46 million. So this is a that's hit. A profit. This is a 26 yeah. million. And um, I didn't look it up, but I have a strong suspicion that faith films make money because of the Christian audience. So... Oh, I think you don't even need the word film there. <laughs> faith... Faith makes money. Faith makes yeah. money. Yeah, because uh, it's not a particularly good film. Uh, well, overall. let's uh, hey, let's not forget this was directed by Kevin Reynolds, who also directed Waterworld and no. heard Prince of Thieves. Prince of Thieves. What? No. Did you not no. Know this? No. Oh, I didn't do any research. From guys, Prince you have of to understand. To King of the Jews. Oh no, Prince of Thieves is one of my favorite films of all time. I've seen oh. it like fifteen times. Oh, but this it. film, but this film is well staged. This film is like it's it's well executed. Uh, is it? But, I mean, I, for me, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves is more of a Jesus film than this film. <laughs> it's true, it's true. No, I would, I would argue this film is just as well staged. It's just very low budget, and the end uh, is just goes nowhere. Um, but uh, 
the I wanted to get into the, the fact that I, I thought it was it was pretty looking. The DOP is a guy called Lorenzo Senatore, and all the people in the credits seem to have Italian names. So I thought, oh, it's because it's big spaghetti western and Italian. But this guy is actually just a guy from England. Um, he just has a cool name. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, he lives in Chelsea. Yeah, uh, yeah. His most fa- the most famous film I could f- find on his filmography as a DOP was Starship Troopers Three: Marauder. Whoa, uh, oh, which is not a very good, but terrible. terrible. <laughs> um, um, but he was also his most recent credit was the camera operator on Second Unit for additional photography of Beauty and the Beast. So the the new Beauty, the and, new the Beast? Beauty and the Beast. Oh, so, right. yeah. So he's he's got some good I mean that's a good looking film. And he's DOP second unit Wonder Woman, which was also looking pretty cool. So pretty cool stuff. And the music, Andrew, you'll be interested to note, uh, was by Roke Banos, who uh, did the music for Evil Dead remake, which we discussed which, previously. Uh, it's also <laughs> okay. a Jesus film in many ways. Many ways. Um, I wanted to make was note of the fact Passion of the Christ Jesus film, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you mentioned briefly Kevin Reynolds, who I, you know, throughout the 90s, I think was like hit maker guy. Uh, Robert Hippens of Thieves. Uh, a a great film called Beast Waterworld, which is a massive failure, but I actually really like Waterworld. Waterworld, Waterworld's <laughs> aged well in <laughs> since we found out about global warming. I feel like <laughs> Waterworld's really contextual. Like, terrible film at the time, and then, if you're Tokelauan, a bit too close to home. Oh, it's <laughs> so, home. Yeah. They yeah. watch the film like, oh, I know that place. Yeah, it's well. Yeah. <laughs> this is basically in Natal <laughs> with a white guy on a ship causing chaos. This is very Pacific. <laughs> Specific um, to the Pacific. Pacific <laughs> to the. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to make it, but I'm just not good. Okay. Um, there was also. So, um, also, also I got the. Um, well, it's also got Cliff. Well, I, I wanted to mention before we, we get. Kevin, Kevin Reynolds did Rapa Nui. Does anyone remember Rapa Nui? Rapa Nui? The movie? I remember, yeah. I remember the posters. Yeah, Cliff Curtis is in that. Oh, yeah. This is Isn't true. Like oh, his first... oh, wait, they've got the band back together. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great, yeah. Um, it wasn't a good film, but yeah, he was in that. Um, and he also was the writer of Red Dawn with John Melius, so I think there's quite a, a right-wing bent in his uh, life, so probably goes well with making a Christian film. I tried very hard while watching the making of to decide whether... To decipher whether the people, all the people involved, were Christians, but there's nothing that told me that. So I'm just making assumptions. I don't know where the Cliff Curtis is. I don't know where the Joseph Fiennes is. I don't know where the Tom Felton is. They, I just was wondering if they saw something in the script they thought was good, or they were just like saw something in the check. Yeah, yeah, it's good. <laughs> maybe, maybe. How much well, did to play Jesus? Well, I thought I, I thought it's got an interesting hook, sort of as the it's basically a cop investigation film, just yeah. about whether Jesus is the Messiah, basically, which is like a cool kind of kind of hook to it. Because I always, my Bible studies are not existent, existent. basically. <laughs> but, like, I know hey, more... Hey, there, there was a guy. He's a really cool guy. <laughs> a really cool guy. I know more about the, the Greek and Roman stuff that came, you know, before that. So I'm always interested in that, in that weird kind of crossover that there was when there was the Roman empire going on which i sort of have known about from school uh and then there was jesus who has kind of become the the jesus basically <laughs> you know jesus is kind of like the england of religions uh and that he's sort of his, his whole tale absorbs all of these other cultures uh tales which are around him at the time so uh, yeah from from greek and roman you the hercules um, well, that, yeah, and that's um, I'm interested in Jesus and in, in kind of as a mythical figure like that, like 
there was probably at one point someone who was called Hercules and then his tail just got built up and built up and absorbed many more others and then became a demigod. Well, uh, so, in that case, Andrew, you are the target demographic for this film because I watched the making of and they said pretty much the exact same thing you're saying. We want this film to appeal to people that are interested in Jesus as an idea, as a mythical thing that you know they might maybe think exists and then maybe try and make them a believer at the end of the film. No, that totally I th- didn't work. <laughs> I felt I felt there was a very it was a very sharp turn in the film for sure when yeah. when he finally sees Jesus that was amazing uh, like it was he just gave up yeah it like it like completely snapped him but it was hilarious because in the next scene I was just like what's happened and it's like oh he's just he's just gone with them well, I I've, I've seen what? that reaction in a religious context huh? before from people who lose their faith. <laughs> so I was, I was watching this going, oh, this is a really weird manipulation of, of indoctrination. Mm. Um, so it was really, yeah. And, and also, like you say, Andy, it's, it's not a bad, up until that point, it's not, it's not great, but it's not a bad way of approaching the Jesus story, mm. of, of going, well, it's, he's a cop. Mm. He's a renegade yeah. cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, think I, it, thought... I think it would have been improved if he wasn't in the Roman uh, hierarchy. If he was like an ex-centurion, drunk in a bar, <laughs> and they have to bring him in for one last case. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, I forgot. I, like, I got so like, swept up in like, the film or just like my own thoughts on the film. I forgot the opening scene. So when it goes back at the oh, end yeah, of the you're film, like, oh, right. yeah, and he's yeah. like back in the he's back like, in the bar. Oh, that's right. He had a tale to tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he stopped in the bar to tell the. Was that guy like a short dude? Like it was like he was like, tell me, tell me, Tribune, tell me tell about me, what the things that you've done. You would not I, believe how, the things I have seen. How could you forget that scene? Because that guy in the bar was atrocious. <laughs> it was also. It also. Remi- he was. I mean, there were lots of bad performances, for, but it oh, also yeah. reminded me of Has anyone seen the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where like Clint, Clint and Eli Wallach are like are, are going along, and then they they get they get like um, stopped in their tracks and held up, and they turn around, and there's a the bridge scene. It's <laughs> like right around right. the side of a bush. Like you didn't see it. Like <laughs> Clavius like walks up in the desert, like towards camera, turns to his right, and there's a bar, <laughs> yeah. like in the middle of nowhere. I'm like you didn't see that. You, just, oh. you walked away from it and then went back to it. See, That's some a, good, the band, the ugly soundtrack would have been great on this film. It would have been good. Like, uh, the, the, little, the little rubber bands. Sound <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> would have been good. I enjoyed the music of this film. I thought it was good. Um, uh, the hook was 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 a, was a seller for me. Uh, weirdly, I saw the trailer for this in the theater, strangely, Amazing. in front of some movie at the Embassy Theater and Wellington's premier picture palace. What? Wow. And Did this I remember, get a theatrical release in New Zealand? I don't think so. I don't know why it right. played. I can't remember. Um, and I remember sitting in the cinema, looking at this trailer, going, "Ooh, that looks cool." I was really interested. And my yeah. wife was like, "I think my wife's exact words were stupid." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. And I was, I was genuinely like, "This looks cool." And did Cliff's in it? It's about Jesus. It's like a cop. Well, I'm a big Joseph Fiennes fan uh, from Shakespeare of Love, and and. Um, <laughs> His other greatest two films of the nineties that he appeared in, but uh, yeah, it's, he's it's in like, the Hands, Handmaid's Tale coming up. Is yeah, he's, and yeah. he played Michael Jackson in that thing that they're never going to release. Yeah, yes. but wouldn't it be? I, was, I looked it up because I was like, "What the hell has Joseph Fiennes done recently?" 
Yeah, I know. It's like he's playing Michael Jack. The last thing I saw him in was like 10 years ago. He's, he's made some interesting role choices, which I feel can only be... Does anyone else view his role choices as a massive middle finger to Rafe? Like, do you think Maybe, but Rafe has like a career? Yeah, but Joseph's could have had a like he was a heartthrob he was the Casey Affleck before was. there was a case, was. but less violent towards women yes you know. yeah that we that we know of um, that we know I don't the know the escapist that was it sorry what's that the escapist that was the film with Brian Cox um, oh yeah that was good it was really good bloke directed by the bloke who went on to do um, the first Planet, Planet of the Apes remake yeah that's right yeah. Rupert Oh my god, Joseph Fiennes is totally the 90s Casey Affleck. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to think, like, what, what, he hasn't been anything of, of note lately. I'm looking for the handmaid's Well, I mean, no. talking, talking mythologically, he was also in the Dwayne the Rock Johnson epic, Hercules. Hercules? Oh. Was he? Oh, yes, he was. I never saw it. Oh, it was, he, he had to see it. Um, yeah. It's about it's about Samoan Jesus. <laughs> it's about Samoan Jesus. Samoan Jesus, yeah. It's true. He's, he's running around. You know uh, what? I would watch groups. a film starring The Rock called Samoan Jesus. Samoan Jesus. I think that it was, was the original title of Moana. It's the original title of Moana. But they're like, oh, it's not our target demographic. <laughs> um, so, so I, I, um, I didn't enjoy this film. Well, I did up until up until the turn, up until he lost his faith. Although that scene, I quite liked. I liked it when he when he when he when he saw Jesus, he was like, oh shit, and dropped, and they were looking at him. Um, there are multiple well, questions like, I want to ask my, you. My first thought with that scene, I want to because I want to get into this. My first thought was like, oh, it's totally like the prestige. It's his twin. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, that's I a didn't great think twist. that at all. <laughs> a great twist. Because it's Joseph, like his character is all investigatory and wants to find out how things work. Why didn't he just think, oh, it's totally like he had a twin we didn't know about? No, Boom. because. Oh, you're, it's because you're not because you're not looking at this as a faith film. He looked into Jesus' eyes when he died, and he saw the same twinkle in his eyes as at a live person. <laughs> same twinkle. Like, that was what I saw. I saw yeah. the film, and that's what that was the message I got. Uh, the twinkle of Christ. <laughs> yes. I mean, you have to be a complete and utter atheist to be all like twin. Okay. Although twin there makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Twin makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Like that would have been a great twist as well if it was like if Joseph, was Joseph Christ. Oh, there were lots and lots of cliffs. Yeah, there were like five of them. Yeah, it was there like was it actually... would be like the one with Jet Li, but with Jesus's yeah. played by Cliff there Curtis. Were, there were fifteen disciples, but three of them were Cliff Curtis, <laughs> <laughs> like triplets. Like, what? That's how he appears on a road. Yeah, That's yeah. how he rises from the dead. They yeah. draw short straws. <laughs> One dies. Well, this this leads into my question for James. This is a, like not not joking around, serious because I don't know theology. Theology. Okay. Uh, in this film, Jesus dies. I've got that bit. Mm -hmm. I know that bit. My mother was raised. It was we went to a Christian school, so I learned a little bit about that stuff. Yeah. But then later on, he does come Jesus back. appears. He comes back. Yeah. And disappears three times. <laughs> yes. Does this happen in the Bible? It does. It does. So it was the appears... most extreme ghosting. It was a hell of a ghosting. Like it was in the Bible, they describe people being like, "Oh shit, where'd he go?" But he doesn't. Yeah, like it doesn't. It doesn't say he ghosts. He doesn't walk against <laughs> the wind. 
Yeah. What does it say? Like he was there, and then then we look back, and he wasn't there anymore. Well, yeah, and then he leaves. Like, <laughs> but that's different. You just said he leaves. Well, he leaves. He could like, have walked go, out a well, door. He, like he goes to heaven. But that's the thing. He could just walk out. The so door. he's going to heaven and coming back. Yeah, each yeah, time. yeah. He's he's popping okay. up. He's um he's beaming up. He's beaming down. Okay. Because the last time he goes, I'm going to go prepare a place for us. Yeah, and then he and then he properly ascends. Like it's like he comes back from the dead. It's like he comes back as Gandalf the White, and then he just like busts around meeting people and like giving his last commands on earth and then he leaves the mortal realm and okay. ascends up because I'm, I don't know the bible I'm going to ask you lots of stupid questions so this is that thing where people say God works in mysterious ways because yeah. he constantly he gives them like riddles and then leaves and then they're like they're all standing around trying to figure out like he wants us to go to Galilee does he? I don't know he didn't tell us exactly what he wanted us to do yeah and then does like he, does he even he, speak in riddles though in this film? He doesn't he speak. barely speaks. He doesn't speak. I'm just saying, I'm just inferring from what the characters say. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, it, it's, it's a bit strange because he busts, he busts around, gives... The thing with the Bible is that it's not written, like, it's not written at the time of death. So it's like in 33 AD. They don't start writing it till till like 65. So you're saying that the memory is poor when they're writing it. It's it's a terrible, like, it's, there's a thing I've always wondered, because I've always been a questioning Christian. Like, I always wonder, like, when it's the son of God and God, and they've teamed up with this plan to spread, save humanity and spread Christianity. Mm. But they've, it's not execute. It's not a good plan, considering it's the divine. Because it's so mystical. Well, it's no, so well it's because it's it's Chinese whispers. Right. It's, That's what I mean. It's yeah. yeah it's like okay. tell these guys this thing, and then they'll write it from memory, mm. like separately. Mm. The books are written separately from different point of views of the different disciples, mm. like thirty to forty years later. Sure. And then it's assembled three hundred years later with what books they can find. Like yes. the Bible is yeah, a yeah. terrible Chinese whisper. Yeah. Okay. So, of course, when they make films about it and they try to follow the Bible accurately... Sure. It's like... It gets ridiculous but this, straight away. But this is the problem with the structure of the film. Up until that point, I was down with it. But then yeah. there's then there's like three moments of movement. They're like, oh, we've got to go to Galilee. And I'm like, okay. They went there. I don't know what they accomplished by going there. They fished a lot the of sermon. fish. It becomes Carmen San Diego once. Right. Yeah. Well, it's sort of... It, it becomes like... It becomes um, Joe Fiennes' character, like... Uh, um, done being a Roman I'm going to follow these guys yeah these, it's a faith these, film, so. yeah these Jesus bros um, who are, some of them are very British it's uh, oh, and, and, and shout out Joseph Fiennes is trying man Joseph Fiennes is trying oh, yeah. Yeah. like he man. is he's, I think he's, he's I think he's great good yeah. yeah I think he's, he's decent yeah I think he's great I think most of the acting's decent yeah yeah so except like, for the British disciples yeah oh we're going to get into them <laughs> yes. okay, okay. oh yeah but so the, the film becomes, he goes like, Jesus is real, he's done a miracle, so now I believe. Then he runs away from the Roman Empire, essentially. The Roman Empire hmm. chases him. And then nothing happens. And then he's like, Tom Felton, I'm not going to kill you because no one's going to die. Goodbye. And, and he, sh- he shames him. And Tom Felton's like, yeah, thanks for my sword. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe no one will die. Oh wait! I Catch really want to be chief of the Romans. Yeah. <laughs> it was quite strange. I think he was just shamed into not killing people. I mean, between this, between this and Dumbledore, he's had a bad career of letting people down when the killing is on the line. <laughs> couldn't kill Jesus. Couldn't kill Dumbledore. 
Yeah, I was, I, was telling, I was telling my wife about it. Letting all, all them Fine like, Brothers down. He was, yeah. She was like... She was like, oh yeah, same character, Joseph Five Ruffer. But she was like, yeah, he's just a terrible bad guy. Like when he's when it, he's like, oh, you think he's a bad guy? And he's then when it's time to step he's up to the plate to be a bad guy, yeah. he's not very good at it. He's also terrible. the same uh, when he appeared in the Flash TV series recently. I never saw it. Oh, it was the same oh, really? same deal. Is he in season three? Season three there? Yeah, yeah, the first half. Yeah, it's all like, oh wow, he's kind of a bad guy, and he's also doesn't know he's being a bad guy. So doesn't oh, know he's being a bad guy. Super fucking obvious. It's the Flash. And sometimes oh, so when you're a bad guy, you're not yeah. really a bad guy. Oh, so we're, we're just assume, we just assume that I thought it was perhaps a weird script choice or acting choice, but maybe that's just that's his oeuvre of work. I'm going to play the similar bad guy role in everything I do. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> he Joseph Fiennes runs away from the Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's it. Yes. That, that is my main... That's the rest of the film. There's like another like 30, 40 minutes of, of movie. Well, he teaches the disciples how to commando roll. That's think true. That's that, was, that was an amazing <laughs> sequence. Like, go, go, go. That was uh, an amazing sequence. Like, an action um, sequence for no reason, but nothing fine. Ha- like, nothing substantial happens. It's no, just, nothing happens. Uh, we keep, we uh, keep cutting back to Pilate, and he's all like, oh, the, the uh, Caesar's going to be here soon. Yeah. We're a bit of sort something. We cut back to him several times, and then we cut back to him one last time. Like, oh, Caesar's here on the boat. Cut back to Joseph Fiennes. Also, Nothing happens. That, I mean, that's not in, like, the, that's that's not in the Bible. It's not in the book. And also, also uh, was it Tiberius? I, 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 feel I like, thought Augustus was the emperor. I thought it was Augustus as well. <laughs> I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's Augustus. Uh, an yeah. entire feature film got it wrong, but we've got it right here. Well, I mean, it could be Tiberius. I, no. no, I agree with you guys. You guys know. I'm pretty sure at time of birth it was Augustus. It's conceivable by time of death it's Tiberius. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Well, I just, I've always found that interesting we, because Augustus is like only the second Roman emperor because his uncle was the other mm. big JC. And then by the time of the end of the Roman Empire, they're the Holy Roman Empire. And you could even say they're still going in their little enclave in Rome. Mm-hmm. Okay, the Pope. Yeah. So, yeah, so we're all in agreement. It's a massive failing. I feel like up until that point, it's a somewhat of a good genre cop film. I'm, I'm interested in what's happening. It's an interesting take. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's something, it's sort of, because I like the way he frames the believers as, like, a cult. So I think you're right, Andy. If you frame it, like, yeah. as a 1970s kind of a cop yeah. trying to track down this maybe possibly magical cult lead. Yeah, well, that would be interesting. And it's like, and it kind of makes the whole story a little bit more... Uh, grounded a little bit more human. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and I don't. I don't even think he's looking for a cult figure. I think he's looking for literally looking for a body, which is even more interesting than yeah. that. They're trying to find a dead, bloated body. It's like, how am I going to even recognize it? Yeah. They're worried about like it's just. We've only got like it's been three days. Oh, for five days it'll be like this purple, bloated thing. And they're like, well, let's just do a fake one. Yeah. And then he presents. He presents Pilot with this dead, gross, dead body. It's like here it is. And they're like, are you sure? He's like, hmm. <laughs> I don't know, and no one else will. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, here, have your body, close the case, I'm going to find this guy. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Smoking and being vanilla, but he totally would smoke. I also yeah. wanted to note that when I watched the making of documentary, Joseph Fiennes said, I wasn't so sure how the last part of the film was going to resolve itself, and from watching the film, I would say that no one else was either. I, I think it's like stops. I think it's what happens when you take money from a church to make a morality play, make the film you want, and then realize 
crap, I've got to actually, I've signed a contract where I have to have the morality play in at the end. Sure, yeah. But, but at some point, someone's going to give you a script and you go, yes. Yeah, but it's such a you see to me moment. It's such a, it's such a hard turn. It for is. What is otherwise yeah, yeah. actually quite a soft, like, spiritual... Un- like, it's, the, the preaching is very soft. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Up yeah, yeah. until there he is. Yeah, yeah. Hey, come to Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to Yeah, the preaching is very, it's, it's not, it's, it's barely there. It's like, you know, we, the people that are preaching are treated as cultists. It's never like, you know, yeah. and, and there's um, the laughing Bartholomew who's all like, oh, you know, Jesus is everywhere. The you know, and he, dude. Yeah, yeah, and it's never treated as like, a, oh, shit, he's real. And it's never like, there's never angelic music or anything. It's just, it's still from the point of view of Joseph Fine, which I really liked. I really dug that. I was like, oh, he just looks at him like he's a crazy guy. But then it's like, as soon as he sees him, and he's like, oh my gosh, it's true. And he's trying to reconcile. Even then, there's still a moment where you're going, oh, cool, now we're going to watch him try and figure it out yeah. and rationalize yeah, yeah. it. But it's like, actually, I'm just going to become Christian by osmosis. Yeah, yeah. And just yeah I'm just going to follow these dudes to Galilee and uh, you will fish and hang out, yeah. whatever. It's cool. I, li- I like that bit where he's, where he's following behind. They were looking at him, and he slashes that guy in the leg. With yeah. Sword. <laughs> That's good. It's I like, like it a lot. But also, he never... That's the moment when you go, oh, well, I'm an armed soldier and you've just snuck up on me. Mm. So, several questions here. <laughs> why have you snuck up on me? Why good why Christian... Why are you behind me? Why did you just do the most unchristian thing on the planet by tipping out the water in front of in front me of yeah, while staring in my face, going, yeah, it's water. Like, that's because not something not precious in the... Yet. They are. They're following. They're following Christ. They don't quite know what's happening. (laughs) They don't know what's happening. Jesus has to tell them, "Don't tip out water in front of people." Jesus has to tell them what to fish on. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tip out water. Fish on the right. Fish on the right. Oh yeah, like that's an overt political. I can't find a fish. Try to the right. right. (laughs) Okay, and also, so these apostles who are like, man, our. Our main dude has died, and shit, he's come back, and he's told us to go to Galilee. All right, we're at Galilee. Fuck, he's not here. What are we going to do? I don't know. Let's fish all night. Well, they were hungry. Let's not wait for him. Let's not have brought food. Let's just go fishing. Yeah, they didn't bring any food. They they walked for a long time in the desert and didn't bring any food. Yeah, I don't think that's how... I've gone up these apostles are. I think these apostles are idiots. Well, again, this is a, like, it's not, considering it's God, this is not a well thought out plan. Yeah. And, his, and his, his recruitment has not been brilliant. No, one like, of them is well, an I mean, Irish surfer dude. Bartholomew seems like, a, like an idiot. <laughs> this is the dude who betrayed him. Yeah, I, and I also actually find there's a trope. There's, there's a very Christian trope of the conniving Jew. And I, I did get oh, very uncomfortable with the way that the Jewish... Um, oh, like church the, leaders, right, were, right, right. Were betrayed. It, it's a, it's a, it's a particular way. It's a particular art style. You can frame them, mm. and it's a, a horrible history of Christian persecution of Jews mm. uh, throughout the years with that particular trope. And I was, I was actually very what about to see that, that Jewish leader that was um, all about getting you know Jesus down from the cross to bury him and wanted to do all of the right things. Because yeah. he, he, I think he was a he believer. Dis- he disappears. He wasn't one of the apostles. I always forget. No, 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 no. He was. Okay. Um, they were... He was. He was the good Jew. Okay, but yeah, yeah you're right about about those. The the not not yeah. only were they conniving, they were like uh, in cahoots with the Romans, essentially. Like it was very framed in that way. Like yeah, and I think there's a thing. There's a scene where they sit down together, 
Uh, there's a, I feel there's like a status shift where they're, they're trying to say that the, the Jewish leaders are of the same um, level, mm. power as the Romans. And that's really dangerous manipulation the because the, Jew, the Jews were oppressed. Yeah, sure. They were completely oppressed by uh, the, the Roman Empire. So to say that the leaders are of the same scale mm. is to say... And the Christianity that, is, is the one that's going to fix everything. Yeah, but it also says that the crimes mm. of the Roman Empire can be laid... At, at the feet Jewish of Jews, Jews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. as well, and that's that's very dangerous mm. manipulation if you're presenting something mm. historically. Like, uh, I didn't think about it in that level of detail, but I was confused because I don't know my history of that time at all. Thinking, were the Romans cool with the Jewish people? It didn't seem right to me. Well, Jesus <laughs> actually, like historically, um, the, the, uh, symbolically, the, the concept of the Messiah, like taking Jesus uh, out of it, and just the concept of the Messiah was of a um, sort of a freedom uh, revolutionary figure right which is dangerous uh, against against Roman oppression uh, sure, and, sure, sure. and the ideas of passive resistance mm-hmm. um, were very much uh, about a way to combat uh, an imperialism which had the strongest military on the planet right so yeah it's very so, Gandhi-ish <laughs> it is right. very Gandhi-ish my people <laughs> which was probably because of the absorption of the culture uh, Hindu uh, culture in that part of the Middle East. It's true. Because uh, the wars with Persia and that had opened up trade routes, so mm. there was a lot of culture coming in. Yeah, I think that that's always the case. There's always. I don't know how the Maori got there. <laughs> <laughs> They've got there twice. Got there twice. They got, got there twice. Cliff's representative. Keisha Castle Hughes. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. yeah so this, Keisha Castle Cliff, Hughes plays. Cliff, son of Keisha. Oh, yeah. Cliff, son of Keisha. Keisha's daughter of Cliff. Back and forth. I know. So There's like go. the endless. Wait, oh my god! The, I didn't think of that. Ah, it's the endless cycle. It's an Uruvos. Yeah. We are we are actually trapped uh, in the ever turning cycle of Keisha and Cliff, <laughs> where the son begets the mother, the mother begets the son. Forever are, Maoris in the Middle East. Yeah. Um. We are all bros in a Maori universe, my friend. All riding in the stomach of the great wave. Uh, Andrew, do you want to do you want to talk do you want to talk to us about? I've written my notes here. I've written British accents? Question mark exclamation mark. Want to get into that? Yeah, a little bit actually, because my note on that was that it felt a little bit like almost an Amdram performance. <laughs> That's terrible. Like lots of. I was describing this to my partner, like not playing to the bleachers, not playing to the back seats, but kind of playing to the middle seats. <laughs> like there right. was a lot of like very strong English English accents. As... Like the the two dudes, the guards, were the best yeah. com- comedic duo. Oh, what was going on there? That, that was AKA the, the worst comedic. Sorry, that was such a Shakespeare trope. Yeah, from... yeah. that's what I thought. They were like weird comedic yeah. relief. The weird, like, super obvious falls. Yeah. And, and then he has, one of them has that big drunken sort of soliloquy or... Uh, it just, does. It didn't work. The language... Like, well, you you, you, you the, the, forgot the, about us. You forgot about us. Yeah. And you forgot about just... us. And I want to talk about the verily, the greatness that was uh, upon his face. For I can't even find the words <laughs> to talk about, Governor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I thought that was okay. I like that. Bit. <laughs> I this was, this movie's like made me believe that that was a great performance. I like. 
Uh-huh. He was all. <laughs> Does anyone else when when uh, Joseph Fiennes was talking to the um, Pontius Pilate guy? Did anyone get a Star Wars Death Star vibe? No. The Emperor shall be oh, here yeah, within yeah, three yeah. days. <laughs> we must, I was like, going, is this, are they riffing Star Wars? Yeah. Why? I, don't know, I don't know why we never is got a shot of the Roman Empire building a second Death Star? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there were so many extraneous scenes. I thought, why couldn't we get a shot of um, the, the Emperor on the boat looking angry for yeah. whatever? Just something. If they like, it's, it was actually a lot of people don't know this, but um, it was originally Robert De Niro was cast as the Emperor, but it ended up on the cutting room floor. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> but, anything is, I'm so I so believe that anything is possible with this film. What's the dude who had Sean Connery in the cameo? So yeah, it's like <laughs> the director loves his his bold cameos. It's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a. Uh... <laughs> I, I have a theory on Cliff, uh, which I was telling. Uh, we should probably get about, into Cliff, actually. Yeah. Which is, he doesn't talk much. He has what, eight lines, maybe? He has lines at the end, mm. and he sounds quite British. It's really odd. It's, I, yeah, I, yeah. Semi, semi-Celtic. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure what he was aiming for. Well, he was obviously told, because Cliff's pretty good at accents. Mm-hmm. You, you mentioned the car right here, you think his accent slips, but I, I think he's been pretty good. So I definitely think that was a choice either by know. him or the director. It's a very but odd choice. Yeah, I don't know what sort of accent it was supposed to be. I think it, I think it was meant to be a G-set, like a pan, pan... But it was it was accent. definitely more British than anything Middle Eastern. Like, he's done Middle Eastern before, and there was none yeah. of that was in it. No. no. <laughs> it was definitely not the time he played Osama Bin Laden. <laughs> he didn't play Osama Bin Laden, he played a sheik. Oh, that's a sheik. right. A sheik, sorry, and uh, the insider. But, uh, oh, oh has yeah. it, wait, wait, has he played a song of Atlanta? No, no, no. okay. No. It's, it's, it's a possibility. It's coming up. He'd be very good. <laughs> but, yeah, I figure like, well, every now and then, like, in not all the films, he is, he is really good, and he, he does love his craft. But um, every now and then he'll hit a word, and a lot, it happens to a lot of Kiwi and Aussie actors, they'll hit just it's one difficult. word and it slips. Like, but oh. the scene is so good that they've got to keep the scene. But it just it pops out. Like, to be fair, Russell Crowe won the damn Oscar with what we do in life. Echoes. Like, <laughs> he, he went full Australian. Yeah. Echoes, brutality. He won the damn Oscar. So it's not fundamental. But I think Cliff's accent occasionally shows its roots, which is, uh, I believe, East Coast or up north. It is, yeah. 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 So but it's, and it's fine. So does um, the guy who plays... Bartholomew. I mean, his hmm. accent's not slipping. He's not doing an accent. He's just what is Irish? He's something. Yeah. I mean, at first actually, I thought he was Australian, but yeah, um, I have a whole theory about Australian and Irish accents. Let's not get into that. I was very, very disappointed that. I mean, it's kind of it was kind of funny watching Cliff perform because he is hmm. <laughs> sitting there a lot of the time just smiling, yeah. not even saying yeah. anything, just smiling serenely, collecting it's his quite, paycheck. It's quite, it's like, like, this it's is the funny. easiest job I've done. I was sitting there yeah. watching it going, smiling, is he, giving a guy is he, a hug. Yeah, I was like, is he? Is he going to talk? I was waiting. I was like, oh, he's going to talk. Uh, no, 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 I'm not talking now. And then when he did talk, like to camera, it wasn't even. It wasn't even like a momentous moment. It was all like. Are you the whatever the leader apostle? Come yeah. over here. I'll talk to you. Simon, Simon, Peter on the Peter. cliffs, oh, yeah. and then the the bats appeared. I don't know what was going on there at all. I didn't understand <laughs> well, the scene. You were at saying all. to him, "There's a cave." And was, that named, was that guy and named? Was that guy named Simon or Peter? Both. Both. It's Simon a Peter. Biblical thing. Yeah. yeah. Wait. There's a cave and in what? No, it's a cave underneath Galilee yeah. with a massive computer. Oh, with a computer and a bat. Uh, <laughs> 
and Morgan Freeman <laughs> waiting Morgan to. Morgan Freeman waiting to. Uh, Simon Peter. Honestly, a- a- Andrew, I mean, I think that you, because you grew up with this change, so you have a better understanding of this. Andrew, me and you, just, I want to le- gauge a level of ignorance because I have a lot of it. Um, uh-huh. I feel like the end of the film, I was going, oh, they've gone to another place. What's happening? Oh, they've gone to another place. What's happening? I didn't know what was going on. And I didn't understand. From a filmic standpoint, it didn't make sense. I didn't know what was happening in the story. But also, do you know any of the story of Jesus? I think oh, James Jesus, explained it. A, oh, yeah. Jesus. He comes back. I've heard of Galilee. And I, I kind of actually um, even thought when all the apostles fucked off to go fish, that's when we might have Jesus walking out on the water. Because he's like, come on, guys. I told you we were in Galilee. What are you doing fishing? <laughs> he might have walked all the way out there. Yeah, he just and then there'd the, be the like another miracle for Joseph Fiennes to see. Um, no, I think I don't, it's. I don't did, did you guys get a vibe when he at, walked off literally into the sunset? Mm. Did you, when he became a nuclear explosion? Yeah, yeah, a nuclear explosion. explosion. Did yeah. you two things? One, did you wonder if he was being beamed up to the starship? Yes. Two. Did you really want one of the disciples to yell out, Shane, don't go, Shane, Shane? Well, we, I couldn't because I felt like Shane did things like kill bad guys and uproot tree trunks. This yeah. Jesus, um, as far as I can tell, uh, he healed the dude from leprosy yeah. and then Who disappeared and reappeared chill about it. Yeah. God, that leprosy do. dude was like, holy crap, I'm cured. All right, see you guys later. Yeah. <laughs> well, we don't know what he whispered. He might have been like, "I'm curing your leprosy. You tell anyone about this, I'll cut you in your sleep." <laughs> we don't know. We don't know what he whispered. Gangster Jesus. No, Gangster. he's from Gisborne. He's from Nine Yeah, he's, yeah. he's cool. He's, yeah. he's not gonna cut people in his yeah, sleep. Yeah, yeah. Cops are gonna look for you. <laughs> Shh. Did you tell anyone about it? Take my cloak. Don't tell anyone where you got it. <laughs> Cure your leprosy. That was also one of my favourite scenes where he was all like, oh, they're kicking that guy and they're what's happening? Oh, Jesus is going to heal him. Jesus doesn't look determined. He's not like, I'm going to I'm gonna do this. He's just like gently smiling. Oh, he let the guy so get kicked good. though, didn't he? He did. Oh, he yeah. didn't he? Yeah. Jesus watched. You don't see that in the Bible. That's not a passage. Jesus, Jesus watched the guy Jesus get the crap kicked out of him. Jesus chilled like... out whilst they did <laughs> kick the yeah. poor leper. Well, he did get up quite quickly. He didn't. He did, I don't think he noticed the kicking. What, what, that, he didn't right. notice. He's Jesus. He's meant to be noticing. I can't, I'm not even allowed to touch myself inappropriately because Jesus can notice that. But no. <laughs> <laughs> no, when Jesus in when Jesus is corporeal form, isn't he just like us? Except for healing leprosy. Except for healing, walking on water. Yeah, well, but no, but, no, but he's come Jesus, back. He he Post-resurrection Jesus has got superpowers. Is, when he's, it, it, Jesus sees all, except when he's hanging with his bros. Because right. then that's I mean, Jesus time. Wait, hold on. So um, <laughs> Jesus died for our sins, right? That's, I got that on the cross. Right. Yeah. But before that point, was he caught unawares? So that when they put him on the cross, or did he give himself up? Uh, he gave himself he gave well, himself no. up. Yeah, yeah. Well, it dep- the the general theory is that he was aware that it was going to happen. Okay. Yeah. So oh, it wasn't. Right. He wasn't like. It was. Oh, Judas, <laughs> son of a. Um, <laughs> you, Judas. Judas. But he didn't tell. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So so okay. I'll, then that. Get, okay. So he's he's at self. He's all aware at all times. So he should have oh, intervened he, quicker than he yeah, did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He should have. Well, especially post resurrection. Post resurrection is meant to be uh, super fully powered. Okay. Right. Jesus. Then like, that's, I agree like with you. That's Superman. Poor. 
Yeah. That's poor. Yeah. Post-death Superman is all aware? I mean, he's like super powerful because he's like been yeah. re-energized by the sun. Sure, but he's not, yeah. he's not all aware. He doesn't know that I'm masturbating. Uh, well, he can we hear like things from super far away, so he can probably hear Batman. you Batman does. Batman. Batman. Oh, Batman just knows. Does. Yeah. Batman's got cameras in everyone's house. Batman's yeah. like behind. Is like behind you. He's like yeah. right there. This is right here. <laughs> I know your internet history. Uh, Batman. Why? Wow. You might want to get some lotion. <laughs> oh no! This is this spyware on that website. <laughs> We're talking, this is a Jesus film podcast. We're talking about masturbation. This is well, terrible. No, no, Jesus, because Jesus um, and, and Batman and Superman are all, all linked. They're all about capes and saviors and sons and fathers. <laughs> That's true. Jesus, just like Batman. Um, this film is pitched as the unofficial sequel to Passion of the Christ. What does that <laughs> mean? I don't even so know what that mean? means. Uh, the DVD cover said, what did it say, Jane? It's the greatest story about Jesus' life since Passion of the Christ, so which is uh, ah. wrong on so many <laughs> levels. Uh, film nerd confession time. I have not seen that film. A Passion of the Christ? Neither. Oh, really? I don't want to. Wow, no, I don't want to. Well, um, it's about this guy. <laughs> it's a really cool guy. <laughs> played by Jim Caviezel. Actually, it's played by Cliff Curtis, playing Jim Caviezel. <laughs> He's so good. He's so good. His, his range is so incredible. Good. So good. Um, um, so if that's so untrue, then what is James? What is the best film about the Jesus since the best of the Christ? Well, there was a, um, a BBC miniseries <laughs> back in the day. The funny thing is, I was, I was thinking about this. I was thinking about like what what is the film about Jesus' life I'd like to see? And it's actually the Alan Rickman monologue from the... Um, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? Yeah. No, <laughs> that one too. Dogma? <laughs> from Dogma. Yeah. And it's, you know, when he talks about, like, you're 12 years old, you find out, one, your dad's not your dad, two, your dad's God, three, you are the embodiment of the universe. And so it's like, that'll screw you up. Mm. It would take 20 years for you to reconcile that and then be able to do what you're supposed to do. And I, I think that's that's the, a really interesting mystery part. And if, the coming of age of Jesus. Well, yeah. So sort of like what happens yeah. in between? Like Jesus is a carpenter. Like that's like... Not in this film. Not in this film. Um, terrible with wood. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's got like all of these skills from growing up as a working class carpenter. Um, and he's, I, I think if he was investigating Jesus like a cop mm. and was like, we never see the mother. That's, mm. I think that's really interesting. Mm. You see Mary Madeline. We see Mary yeah, Madeline. his mum's like just screaming at his death quite yeah, we understandably. See that. We, see, we see that bit, yeah, that's it. Yeah, but that's, and that's all we see of like... She doesn't hang out with the apostles? She does yeah. in the Bible. Ah. She does, and that's the thing. She's, she's present like mm. post-Jesus' death. Because they're all like, hey, we really like Jesus. And she's like, oh, that's my son. I'll come hang out with you guys. Yeah, no, totally. They take care of her. Like, it's like, and then she's like, he's a very naughty boy. (laughs) Oh, no, my mum's here. (laughs) Better better die quickly. (laughs) Speech quite traumatic for her. (laughs) My God, he's died so quickly. Usually it takes days. It's only taken six hours. Well, yeah, because my mum's here. Don't want to. No don't want to die slowly in front of my mum. She's got to eat. There's no proper tongue here. Nothing. Nothing. Oh no! But disciples are beached ass. <laughs> they sure were. They sure were. Yeah. I, I, 
and, and if we're talking about this, the the thing that I always I always come back to about Jesus, like he disappeared for a while, right? And all the Indians will tell you, every Indian that you ever meet oh, will tell yeah. you that Jesus went to India. It, it, and it completely makes sense. <laughs> it completely no, because he comes back with all of these pacifist ideologies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Wait, when after he died or? No, no, like, when he's a kid. So he, right. he, dis- he disappears. He preaches a little bit as a kid. Uh, and then they find oh. out and start chasing him. And then he disappears whoa, whoa, whoa. and then he comes back. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. So Jesus, For like 30 years? as years. a young adult, yeah. went yeah. to India to find himself. Yeah. 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 Maybe Jesus he is had, a white guy. He had the first gap here. <laughs> boom. <laughs> boom, boom. Um, yeah, no, I just, I just think that's always interesting. Yeah. Even, that was like something I found out even when I was little. Because I, you know, I didn't know much about Christianity because we didn't grow up in a Christian household. But mum went to a Methodist school because they were the best schools in Fiji and my mum grew up. So she, there was always like little snippets of Christianity growing up. Um, but definitely like you get enough Indians in a room at an Indian prayer session, eventually at some point someone will say, you know, Jesus went to India. <laughs> That's where he went. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I learned that from a young age, that Jesus went to India. <laughs> That's where he learned all his things because Indians are the originators of everything. <laughs> Well, I don't know if you're aware, but he learned how to fish from the Samoans. Oh, did he? Oh, yes. Yeah, it's very... it's weird I have fish in India, it's true. Well, and as you, as you also know, he came to England to build a new Jerusalem. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he wrote a really cool hymn about it. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus wrote hymns? I thought his whole deal was carpentry. He could write? Man, yeah, there's so much in this it's podcast. Very, very skilled. Very skilled. <laughs> he, played, he played the sitar. Oh. It's like he's the son of God or something. <laughs> well, he thought so. We should, cool. we, should, we should probably start wrapping it up because we've almost talked for a whole hour. We don't usually do this. So. Oh, I apologize. I've had coffee. <laughs> this is really good. Um, hopefully it's interesting. Um, so usually we start wrapping it up about uh, what we think about Cliff in the role and what we thought about the film overall. We give it uh, ratings out of Cliff. Andrew, do you want to start us off, please? Uh, well, there's just a couple of other things I wanted to quickly cover. Oh, no! Just uh, very quickly. <laughs> okay. For God's sakes. I just wanted to cover my two favourite characters in the film. My favourite characters are in that opening battle sequence. There's the Roman soldier who only unsheathes his sword <laughs> right when they get into battle. Like, he hasn't yeah. had it out beforehand. It's, it's very much like the, the ancient Roman version of pumping the shotgun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That guy is, like, totally unprepared and does not give a fuck. Um, and then the apostle... I love this. The Apostle, when Cliff Jesus disappears, <laughs> the, the first Apostle That's right. to speak, and yeah. the first thing he says is, oh, is he coming back? Yeah, I know. That's why I remember that too. Yeah. No, no, he's not. No, he's not. Oh. <laughs> All right. Now, and it just also with the with the apostles, I kind of got the feeling from this film, they were a bunch of goofy idiots who just yeah. followed Jesus because he did magic tricks. Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah, like yeah. there's nothing, none of the Sermon on the Mount, no ideals or anything he talked about. It's because he got them fish and booze. That's right. What an accurate description of the American Bible Belt. <laughs> right. All wonderful, subtle condemnation of the attitude of the American Bible about funding this film. It's true. They like uh, are you interested in the philosophies? Are you interested in the ideologies? I'm here for no. the tricks and the booze. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know how much... It's interesting about the... I didn't do any research on this, but about where the money has actually come from. I like to think it's just it's just completely, utterly commercial. It's just Sony spending money on a Jesus oh, it's a very It's a very uh, <laughs> powerful church-based um, <laughs> yeah, machine going on yeah, there. Yeah, it must be. Yeah, yeah. All right, <sighs> Andrew, so we, can we do the wrap-up now? <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> sure. I don't, know. I don't know. I feel like this is a film that I can talk about for a long time, but that I also kind of don't want to. You know, I, it's not, I don't think it's a very good film. So no, I'm, I'm going to give this a solid. Uh, I don't know, two cliffs out of cliff. I'll give the cliff performance. Oh, it's tough because there's not really much cliff there. He doesn't speak much at all. But he has an amazing head of hair. It's a pretty he really does. Hair. He yeah. does. It's, it's the best very... hair I've seen. Know, it, might be, it might actually be the best cliff here. Although it's tough. He did rock two hairstyles in Collateral Damage. He rocked three hairstyles in Collateral Damage. Oh, that's true. And he did oh. have that mean-ass mo in Training Day. And the cornrows. Yeah. Or cornrows, that wasn't Training Day, that was the no, no, uh, yeah, ambulance film. Yeah, back. Br- bringing yeah. the dead. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll, give a, I'll give a three cliffs out of, cliff, out of five cliffs. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to give the cliff roll uh, five because that smile Whoa. is a winning smile. Wow, it's oh. a winning smile. Damn, yeah, it is. Yeah, you have to admit, like if you saw that, it almost made me a believer. It was a great smile. It's it's, a, it's the best looking Jesus for sure. He's like, a good as, looking like believable was, looking Jesus. Like if you're gonna go, oh yeah, totally. He had like he was a charming Jesus. That's true. Um, Jonathan Parr in the Empire Buddy gave Jesus. the film gave the film three stars, saying it blows anything interesting out of um, once the resurrection. Sorry, uh, blows an interesting premise. Uh, premise: the resurrection is told as a mystery, uh, far too early for an overly long and overly religious finale, which I completely agree with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they have given it three stars. I will give it one. Interesting. Because oh. I was I was very let down. I really liked this film up until that point, and then I was like, and then nothing happened, and I was annoyed. Hey, to be fair, we're New Zealanders, so overly long and overly religious endings. <laughs> Little bit our forte. Is it? Oh, <laughs> I didn't realise that. Yeah. Um, I I I want to. Uh, I'll go two stars, uh, two cliffs, out of cliff for the film. Uh, and I've, I'm going to say four cliffs out of five for the performance because it's a very uh, understated performance. But also, like, the reason I give it two and not one, I think the acting is... It's, it like, is good. I, mm, I watch all good. the performances, and I, I have to say, I look back and go, of all the main stars, I enjoyed all the performances. Like It was fun to watch them acting. It was like watching, watching mates in a really bad play. Yeah, like, I do not enjoy what's happening, yeah. but I enjoy watching you play around in this universe and we've all been there and i would i think realistically yeah. i would also like to see cliff play jesus again I would, like if, if they film. did that film well like if they did a film of like jesus before he's jesus or even like the whole jesus story of when he comes back and starts doing the sermons that but i'd watch cliff be jesus again yeah i thought he yeah and i don't think i've with, ever felt with that a way more about substantive it. jesus role yeah like an actual yeah. jesus story hmm. um I, I don't, the only other Jesus performance I've seen where I've come away feeling that I want to see more of this universe with this Jesus is Willem Dafoe. Yeah, for sure. That's a great. That's a that that's one of the best performances, a best Jesus films I've seen because it takes a, such an interesting stance on Jesus. Yeah, you know, it's not like a it's not the Bible Jesus. It's a different Jesus, and it's real fascinating. But it doesn't mm. it doesn't get bogged it, down. 
Yeah. And I guess Jesus is a hard one to do cinematically because you know he's Jesus. Yeah, and you have to you have to you have to make three act structure and all that stuff out of whatever story you know try and make it. Well, up. and yeah, like it, with this film, like it's when you first come across him, across haha, on the cross, like you you it's very you're only glimpsing him. Hmm. Right up until he's dead, and then you're right up in his face. Yeah, but yeah. Then, then it's like full on close even, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, even when Joseph Fiennes like first comes into the room where he's there, the camera moves in such. I actually thought that was a really cool scene where the camera moves around looking at all the apostles, and mm. Cliff Jesus is there, but just not focused on. No. Until yeah, he's sort of seen, but he could have just done a little bit more interesting stuff with him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that's what I mean. Like, all the stuff I thought was very well constructed, but it just falls apart at the end for me. 100% falls apart. Like, I'm not I'm, I'm not even interested anymore after the second sermon. I'm just like, I don't know what's going on anymore. I don't care. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, what? Who, I, my opinion doesn't matter. And the movie made, like, millions upon millions of dollars. So well done. No, I, re- I reckon if he could have just uh, lost his mind a little bit. <laughs> I think I think I think if he, Joseph Fiennes' character could have got like deranged. Yeah. Because he, he he's oh, not in the Jesus. cliff. <laughs> <laughs> deranged Jesus. It's That'd very be frightening. Go, go to go to Galilee. <laughs> Why? Why not? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Come into the cave. There are beds. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I go now to prepare. Where's he going? I don't know. <laughs> That path goes I think he's going to end up in Italy. <laughs> I'm going to Rome. What's that? What's that? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I, anything, I, I, don't have any, I don't have any more talking points. I've exhausted my talking points. And we've rated the film. I, I'm good to wrap up. James, where, where, have you got projects? Shout-outs you want to do? Where can the, these don't go up in a timely manner, so oh, no, be just, aware of that. If you're interested in my, my thoughts, which are mainly non-religious, uh, <laughs> at James Nikise on Twitter. That's that's. <laughs> so you've come across, so if any, anyone's listening that never heard of you, like oh James is like this religious scholar. Yeah. yeah. No, if you if you uh, if you have any complaints about what I've said, uh, at principal at theological college dot ac dot fj. Um, tell dad I, tell dad I say hi. What is your dad gonna think of this if he listens to us? My he's dad, think weird my dad would be like, "Well, uh, he's he's good to see Cliff get work." That's what my dad. Would say. <laughs> want my dad. He's so hard up for work. Yeah, dad's dad's always happy to see artists working. It's good, especially uh, the brothers. <laughs> you can you can find me on the Twitter at Rajivfilm R A J E E V F I L M. I'm also then on Letterboxd, Andrew. Um, yeah, you can probably find me on the Twitter if you want to, um, and Instagram, and that letterbox thing, which I'm still getting the hang of, at AnnieJames underscore Inc. That's with a K. That's clever. And uh, the podcast is at NTZOF. Uh, big shout-outs to Jeremy Vell, our audio engineer. He is amazing. Uh, thank you to all our listeners, if you're out there. We've, we've recently had like a lot of listeners from America and uh, places like France and Canada, which is cool. And also we get the odd listen every now and then from places like Uzbekistan. So if you're listening, uh, thank you very much. And uh, please rate and review. And we apologize if we have offended any of your religious views during this podcast. I don't apologize. I apologize. <laughs> please tweet all of your complaints to Rajiv and Andy. <laughs> 
All right, that was a great episode. Thanks, James. We'll, uh, we'll be back with another Cliff Curtis performance soon. Catch you soon. Bye.